Tree Roads Confidential at earsports.com, where we are continuing a week of previews here, stringing along the remaining downtime of the offseason, stringing together podcast to get you to the finish line, which comes tomorrow, an actual football practice and chances to watch and talk, and then a full practice on Saturday, by the way. Um, if you're not familiar, um, do some Googling, and you can find out Fan Day in the morning. Meet the players and the coaches, um, and then you can stick around and watch practice later. And uh, I don't know, you can actually be the media because we're allowed there and you're allowed there. So uh, contact me if you'd like to write a story because I would love to take a Saturday off. I get few and far between of that occasion the rest of the way. Um, so I don't know. Uh, exciting to start. I'm excited to welcome in other people into the fraternity of writers if they want to. But we'll continue here and talk about the 2019 schedule, what we like, what we don't like. Highlights, lowlights, pitfalls, catapults, who knows, and to help me out. Good God, that's Chris Anderson's music. Chris, how are you? We still don't have music, do we? Are, You're are we not. Gonna... That, was, that was my point. Glass breaking <laughs> or something like that we need. Uh, I am doing well. I am recovering from a uh, a an unexpected day of me one-on-one with both are one on two against the children. Uh, so it's been kind of chaotic in my household all day long. So, uh, uh, hopefully we get some peace and quiet here to record this podcast. Hmm. I don't have children and normally I would not trade you, but I will trade you today because, uh, as you and, and you listening know, home renovations at my house right now. Uh, not great. Not great. We're in day three and it feels like hour three right now. Um, transportation problems with vans breaking down uh the guy who was running the project in my house and it's not a project it's a bathroom in a kitchen for my 95 year old house so probably a project when you consider it's it's older than most people alive uh he just quit out of nowhere so i mean like, imagine like literally neil brown just quit <laughs> tomorrow right <laughs> that would be unfortunate and that's kind of like what my house is and yes my house is like your football team that you root for speaking of that <laughs> Speaking of that team, though, um, 12 games, maybe 13. I think we'll probably get into that, if not today, then tomorrow. Um, and it's a really interesting composition of opponents. Wait, hold on, Mike. Maybe 13? Maybe 14? Huh? Maybe 15? Oh. No? Okay. Big 12 right, well. championship? Playoffs? Hey, don't be a downer already. Okay. Don't be a downer. Well, I'm water. So <laughs> wherever this goes, I'll be there. Um so if we get to 15, sure, you can throw the egg at my face. But let's just <laughs> let's just look at what's on paper right now. Right. Uh, and we've made a big deal about how many Power 5 opponents that West Virginia plays. If you're not familiar, uh, only four teams will play 11 Power 5 opponents this year. It's quite a trivia question. You could win a drink at a bar. Uh, we'll save it till the very end. But there's only four teams that do what West Virginia does. And how many will do that and also establish themselves uh, on the first game with their first time out under a new coach against one of the best teams in the FCS. Uh, that's an even shorter list. So it's, it's really wild. But um, before I take all the air out of the conversation, Chris, <laughs> what do you think about this? Is it too ambitious for a first year coach? And I know that he didn't put these games together. Is it a great proving ground? Would it be hard for anybody? I think it's difficult for anybody. Uh, 11, 11 power five conference games is just kind of, nuts to me um although i think i think that's the way we're going though in college football if 
this playoff committee is truly going to continue to value tougher schedules. Uh, this type of schedule that West Virginia's put together is what's going to become the norm. I know I've always pushed the pick three or four regional rivals for West Virginia, Penn State, Pitt, Virginia Tech, for instance, Maryland, and rotate them around, play two of them each year, which would, of course, make it 11 11 Power 5 games for West Virginia in, in my scenario that I have proposed for the last few years. So I guess it's not that crazy, but... Man, this is tough. This is tough for any team with any experienced coach, um, with any experienced team, even. So, it's going to be a hard, a hard year for Neil Brown. Yeah, if your quote unquote off week in the non conference is a home game against NC State, which is going to be a question mark even at that point of the season, just because they don't really play a lot of people in their first two games. Um, I think they go FCS East Carolina, which is kind of like almost FCS, right? No offense. I love Purple Nation. However, um, that's not a picnic. And that's your that's your easiest game in the non-conference because, again, your FCS opponent, James Madison, and then your road game at Missouri is going to be tricky too. Um, and then, by the way, you play in a Power 5 conference that has one, perhaps two CFP candidates slash favorites. Um, it, there's not a lot of spots to get healthy or hot in there. And um, this is a momentous season where – you know, a lot of um, preseason hype, goodwill, achievements, whatever you want to call it. But this whole offseason experience from January 4 until here the first day of August, um, you kind of roll it up into a ball and you put it in the middle of the table when you play these 12 games. And then after that 12, 13, 14, 15 games, are you happy now? <laughs> you you kind of see what you have. And it's going to be hard to get to that finish line when you look at these games. That's what strikes me about it is that um, it's really difficult. Um, and, and again, like, um, I don't know where you where you count a checkmark win. There's probably one that's, you know, pretty obvious that we'll get to. But uh, boy, and this is like a brown bag lunch every single Saturday, which isn't entirely new, but it just feels different this year. I'm not sure why. Well, yeah, I I think the the given win. I'm assuming you're talking about Kansas, but can I mean I'm not even. And now I'm not going to say that it, this is going to be a close game or that West Virginia is going to lose that game, but at Kansas with Les Miles, his first Big 12 game, you, you know, it, there is a scenario where suddenly the Jayhawks have a little momentum. Maybe they win a couple games in their non-conference schedule. You know, Indiana State and Coastal Carolina start off their season. Maybe they get a couple wins there. I'm not sure they can go to Boston College and beat them, but. If they come in two and one, first Big Twelve game for less miles, little momentum with the fans, maybe fifteen thousand, twenty thousand people show up finally. Um, it, it could be an interesting game for West Virginia. Yeah, let's let's not get too far here because I want to throw you some hot takes on Kansas when we get there. But I think you're right that there's there's nothing you can circle. Uh, and then again, there is a unfair, brutal stretch in the middle. I mean, the middle of the season games five six and seven um home against mm-hmm. texas home against texas home against iowa state that's great and then at the end of that you go to oklahoma and those are your top three teams uh no one in the big 12 has that it's really difficult and you'd like to think hey man get your legs after three games maybe four games um who knows i think a lot of people expect them to be three and one no worse than two and two and your season is really much very much you know at a fulcrum point right there 
And then you could have four great weeks or four weeks where you feel good about yourself and you run up against the three best teams in the conference. And by no fault of your own, things may be very, very different after that. That's brutal. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm looking at it. And again, I try not to get too far ahead right after that, after that Oklahoma game, it, it says bye week or off week, but it's kind of, it's not even a true off week. Cause then the following week is a Thursday game of been against Baylor. So you don't even get that full recovery before you're back out on the road again and finishing with five straight games against big 12 opponents. It, that's just, this is a tough schedule. Yeah. Do you think that there's anything missing? I look at the schedule and it's odd because James Madison's very good. James Madison is a great FCS opponent to have. Regionally, it's good. I think there's room to play. Um, not a road game, but that game in D.C. was pretty cool a couple years ago. Um, but you have a weird situation where you didn't play NC State last year, so it's a one-off, but it doesn't fit right. And then Missouri, that first game was Yadney's redshirt sophomore year. So what's that, 2016? That's a long time ago, right? Uh, it, it just feels... Like, none of those three really fit, but are we missing regional ones? Is this just happenstance because of things that are out of their control? We're going to get into a very familiar opponent pattern soon. Just Is this the last of its kind? Yeah, I think so. I was I was actually thinking the same thing you just said. That Missouri games three years ago and was just a, for a very forgettable game. Uh, I actually went over that the other day, 26-11, to 11, just ugly, ugly football. And, and NC State, like you said, one off with no real history between the two teams. It's just, I, I don't want to say fans aren't going to get excited for it, but I, fans do get more excited for, say, Maryland, for Virginia Tech, something like that, and not NC State or Missouri. There's a 90% chance that Tony Gibson says something incendiary before that game, though. <laughs> I'm just glad you called him Tony Gibson, uh, full full name, so we know he wasn't your source that entire time uh, that the previous staff was in in Morgantown. Old Tony. For no, you. no, Dana's the one who called Dana, me every story. Right. Don't you remember that? That's what I've been told, too. I wonder <laughs> if they called Tony Gibson and yelled at him for talking to us on the side, like when like a grown adults aren't supposed to talk to reporters about things that are happening in a football program <laughs> they have interest with. We're two inside baseball here. Let's go to the schedule. Um, what we'll do really quickly here, 12 opponents, we have eh, roughly that time to get through this. Uh, let's not take too much time, but just kind of brief, I don't know, one, two sentences about the game and then what you think, what you like, um, or what you don't like, your fear. I don't know how you en- encapsulate it, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll hand it off to you here. Game one at home, August 31, 2 p.m., um, two-time, not defending, but two-time FCS champion James Madison. Uh, I, I am concerned that this is 2013 William & Mary all over again. Uh, close, ugly game that everybody says, hey, at least West Virginia won. Moving on, shake off the rust. We're going to get better as we move forward, and then things just go downhill from there. I think it's a tough game that WVU wins. It's just a question of how they bounce back and if they do truly get better after that after that tough first game. I'm going to call it dangerous. I don't think that they're going to be underdogs. I don't think they'll lose. They shouldn't lose. If not, oh my gosh. Um, but they're dangerous because the coach – Kurt Zignetti, 
His dad was the head coach here. He went to Morgantown High. I mean, he has a history with the town and the school. It's his first game. And this team knows it can punch up and win this game. It knows that. That will be the dedicated part of their summer. And these next couple of weeks is that, hey, we can start 1-0 and we can have the noisiest win um, on our schedule. And wow, what a catapult that would be. Does that mean they win? No, but they are going to bring everything they have. And by the way, the Dukes are absolutely loaded, too. So um, that's a dangerous one, I think. Game two on the road at Missouri um, in a very weird stadium. If you've never seen it, I guess you'll watch the game on TV. But just take notice of how unusual this football place, this football stadium is. Uh, It's not a place like many others will visit. This is a noon game, which means 11 a.m. in Missouri. Um, My take on this one is that uh, it's better to get it's better for Missouri to get these teams early in the season than late because who knows what Missouri will have late. It's going to be a strange season for them because they're not bowl eligible. And on paper, they have a really good team. Uh, I would not be surprised if they are six and O in the middle of the season. It's kind of an interesting game. I think they will be the favorite on this one. Um, And again, they got to get healthy early because they open on the road against Wyoming. uh, And then they have five games in a row at home, including West Virginia. They know they got to bank games early and I think that they're going to have um, an advantage as far as talent, continuity, and things like that in this one. Um, and they're going to be good too, especially offensively. Um, we're we're not disagreeing yet. We're still. I'm on the same page here. My first thought was 11 a.m. with a team that's not mm-hmm. eligible for the postseason. Do they come out flat? Does it give West Virginia a chance to sneak in there and steal a win? Because I think Missouri does have more talent, does have the better team, and should win the game. But um, those couple factors there, maybe West Virginia swings in there and steals one. There's a big difference between 0-1 West Virginia and 1-0 West Virginia in that game, too. So um, you don't want one game to turn into two, but boy, it really could. Next week, take this one, Chris. Uh, the Tony Gibson Bowl. By the way, uh, another trivia question. Tony Gibson is the highest paid assistant coach on West Virginia's staff. That is remarkable. Uh <laughs> I, I don't even know how to comprehend that, but uh, kudos for him. I, I can't wait till I'll, hey, maybe one day I'll find another job and I can be the highest paid person at CBS as well and, and here. That'd be good. Um, NC State, hey man, they lose a lot. You talk about West Virginia losing a ton of talent off to the NFL to graduation. So does NC State. And I I think, honestly, this may be one of those games where you just hope that the fans – turn out to kind of help WVU because they could probably crush NC State early. It's going to be the gold rush game, but it is at noon. It might mean some late arrivals, some hungover arrivals. Uh, But uh, for me, this one, I I think West Virginia should win this game. This is one I would put this as kind of a crucial game in that front because I don't think they'll beat Missouri. But if they can beat NC State, Kansas, James Madison, that gets them to three and one before that tough three-game stretch you mentioned earlier. I don't know how they make a bowl if they lose this game. How about that? Yeah, that's see, that's why you're the writer. You're good with the words. Uh, here's another question for you. I'm big on trivia today. Who was the first team All ACC quarterback last season? Was it Ryan Finley? Trevor Lawrence played last season. He was not first team All Conference. Trevor Lawrence won a national championship, and Finley was your all-ACC quarterback. He's gone, 1,000-yard uh, rusher, 2,000-yard receivers, uh, all-American center, all-conference offensive linemen, all-conference guard. They're all gone. Um, it is a massive turnover on offense. Their offensive coordinator is gone. Uh, and you think, wow, that's bad. 
NC State's quietly recruited really well. It helps that North Carolina is on the uptick. Um, and they did the turnover on defense last year. They should be really good defensively. But, boy, I don't know how they're going to be offensively um, coming on the road in this game so early in the season. Again, this is one that West Virginia should win. Well, West Virginia has to win. Uh, now we go to Les Miles. Um, again, chance that they're 3-0. and I don't think anybody should be shocked if they win on the road to Boston College. I know you mentioned that that's not a guarantee, but would you be surprised if that happened? No. Uh, and that would be a hornet's nest, I think, if they're 3-0, because he's going to be eating grass and dancing with Rick Ross and all sorts of stuff. They will go all out to make this work. Uh, I just don't know how they're going to be good. <laughs> I just don't know. Like, their roster's in bad shape, and if they're 3-0, I'll be amazed. I'll be stunned if they're 4-0. Uh, if, if all things are equal and teams are healthy, I just don't know how Kansas is going to be good, let alone good enough to beat West Virginia. I'm with you. When I was going through the uh, Phil Steele experience step chart kind of uh, statistics uh, the other day, Kansas actually returns a lot of their players from last year. But is that a good thing? If, if you're a horrible football team, is it good to have a lot of guys back from that team? I, I don't think so. So this is a game, this is just like NC State. West Virginia's got to win these two games if they want to get bowl eligible, uh, but it's not going to be a given. Everybody, right now, horns up. Do <laughs> not go horns down or some yellow material will fly by your head. Um, it's time for Texas. Um, and this is one that West Virginia will be surely not expected to win. Uh, I believe I've heard that Texas is back. Uh, what do we think? Uh, I think seven times the charm. I think they might actually be back this time, uh, for real. Um, they got a good football team, you know, Tom Herman for all the things he might be personality wise. Uh, he's, he's obviously a good coach and he's, he's a good recruiter. He's good, got a good staff around him. And I think Texas is going to be a really good football team. And maybe this, regardless of record, I think this is going to be one where the crowd's going to be kind of raucous and crazy which might help keep it close for a while, but uh, talent's going to win this one, I think, with Texas. Uh, I'm going to go 90% chance again that we have a brawl. I don't know if it'll be from the stands to the field, from the field to the stands, from the field to the field. There there is going to be some animosity in this game. It'll be fun to watch. Um, I I think it's possible at this point, even early, that West Virginia knows that – this is their season. I mean, we talked about this three-game stretch, um, and I can't imagine them being uh, feistier than they will this game, especially with this crowd at the time. Um, right now, we don't know when the kickoff will be, but there's a good chance this is probably going to be a night game, and that's not going to be a place that Texas wants to get into. But um, obviously, the more talented team, the superlatives from are, fall on favor of Kansas. Um, but man... They have a tough grid, too, and this is not one that they're going to take uh, you know, a highlighter out in circle right now, but this is not one they want to trade lightly into, too. Um, but I definitely see about nine personal fouls in this game. Can't imagine it's going to be a happy occasion. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. King of animosity. Here's another. Well, I guess West Virginia will be the revenge team here. Texas is certainly the revenge game last week. But now West Virginia entertains Iowa State at home. I'm a bit of the contrarian here. I'm not sure that Iowa State is going to live up to the hype. I think if you look at one team at the top, that's going to tumble to the bottom. Iowa State, I like their talent. I certainly like the way they built the program. Really need to see them do that uh, across coaching staffs. I've seen this be the team that is supposed to do something or has this um, hallowed home field advantage and never really beats anybody. I think West Virginia was the first ranked team they beat at home in like three years or something last year. So, um it gets a lot of credit for things that it does. I'm not sure it does a lot overall, but certainly did a number on West Virginia last year. But I need to see this team and his quarterback and the skill positions do it. Great defense, but you got to have offense in this league. I'll believe it when I see it. Perhaps they do it, but again, I got to wait to see it on this game. No, I'm in the same boat as you. I think uh, when we did our uh, Big 12 preseason poll, I, I said, I, I just look at Iowa State and something seems off with them so high. I, I don't know if it's just because of their history or I, I think what really sticks to me is they just kind of got on a run last year and, and won a few games and really ended up hot. And, and I think they're the hot team and they got Purdy back, but he loses an amazing wide receiver. He loses an amazing running back. Can he still be this, I don't want to say transcendent, that sounds a little uh, hyperbole, but uh, I guess transcendent quarterback without those weapons around him. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure he can. Maybe he can, but I think that's the biggest question for question mark with me and why I think maybe this is a winnable game for West Virginia. Speaking of winnable games for West Virginia, the next week is on the road at Oklahoma, and it's your turn, Chris. Next. Yeah, uh, just to put a cap on these three games, you think that West Virginia could beat Texas at home. Iowa State looks most winnable, and Oklahoma is, uh, say your prayers, and eat your vitamins. Then West Virginia has a, a week off and half a week off. It's it's kind of one of those obscure bye weeks where it's really not because you don't have a full week to prepare for the next game, uh, and it's on the road against Baylor. Um, I'll, I'll put it out there right now. This better be a Pat McAfee game. Pat McAfee is new to ESPN, um, and if he's not there, then I'm not going to cover it. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Um, I, I think we can just pay someone to sit in the booth and cover Pat the whole game. I don't even I need the game that. coverage. Perhaps 24-7 will spring for me to go to that one just to hang out with Pat, but uh, I like their talent. I like their potential. A Thursday night home game there is not an occasion they've had very much. That's going to be a dangerous game, and I just don't like West Virginia's chances after Texas, Iowa State, Oklahoma again. There's not a grind like that by anybody else in the Big 12. And then, by the way, you go on the road for a Thursday night game against Baylor. I don't think anybody is expecting West Virginia to win that game just because of the circumstances before it. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think the Bears are are trending in the right direction. Uh, could be a fringe top 25 team. And then you're asking West Virginia to not even really get a full bye week and then go on the road after such a tough three-game stretch there. Um you know, what should be a raucous environment. Is this, is this Halloween? Yeah, H- Halloween night on Thursday night. Uh, it's going to be a lot of 
Um, liquid courage out there in the stands. A lot of wild fans. And, and I think it's going to be a, a really tough game. The more I think of it, I, 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 I'm just furious that this isn't a Pat McAfee game. I'm not sure why that wasn't included in the press release. Like, oh, it's got to be right. It, it McAfee, comma twenty nine, who will call the West Virginia Baylor game, comma yeah. right? that should be included in it. Um, interesting game for me. If you want to separate yourself from the bottom, uh, this is a game you got to win at home against Texas Tech. I am higher than others on Texas Tech. We probably differ here, but uh, how does this one look? Well, they got a lot of new weapons that they need to break in at Texas Tech. They got new coaching staff. Unfortunately for West Virginia, this is a game that's being played later in the year. If this were, say, the the Big 12 opener uh, in Morgantown against this Texas Tech squad, I'd pick WVU by maybe even a couple touchdowns. Um, you get later in the year, uh, maybe West Virginia is coming off four straight losses even and kind of down in the dumps, and Texas Tech is finally starting to put some things together, finally starting to gel as a team, and it could be a very interesting game. I think NC State's the non-conference game. They got to win. They're going to be bowl eligible. I think this is the conference game. They got to win if they're going to be eligible. Um, I like Texas Tech. I think they're going to get a coaching uptick with Matt Wells, which is amazing because I love this. I love this. Texas Tech's coach is in the NFL. It's the most empty bloated statement I've ever seen. It's true, but it's really not true. I think he's going to be an upgrade of what they have. Um, and I think he'll know more about this team this time of year. The quarterback's good. The offensive line's good. The defense is good. I really think that's a sleeper team. And if you're looking at somebody who it's probably either Texas tech or Oklahoma state that replaces Iowa state and is in that top third, top quarter, you're like, Oh man, we should have seen that coming. I think that's your team. I don't think a lot of people think that Kansas state is going to be it, but um, the parallels between Kansas State and West Virginia continue. A lot of people see you know, geographical and just cultural similarities to West Virginia and Kansas State. Um, and they're both going through coaching transitions right now. Neil Brown, for a time, I thought was going to be the head coach at Kansas State, and that's before he was ever on my radar. He knocked everybody dead at that interview. Instead, they get an FCS coach with seven national championship rings, and Chris Kleiman has – naturally a rebuilding job i don't know what type of gas they'll have left in the tank but it's entirely possible that they're steamrolling at this point this is a tricky one for me at the end of the season it's on the road those fans don't quit if they're going to be good at this point of the season they're going to be really dangerous um one of many toss-up games on the schedule here that could define west virginia season one or the other uh but on the road late in the season the home team always has the advantage and if they're figuring out they're going to be tough now you've been talking about games that you say west virginia has to win to kind of to flip their season around to, to really get over that hump. This is that one for me. I think <laughs> it's on the road, which is not one you would typically pick, but I'm just kind of going through game by game and looking at it for West Virginia. And if they lose this one with my projections, just off the cuff here, that, that that's, that team's not bowl eligible. West Virginia will not be bowl eligible um, at this point, you know, by the end of the year, if they, if they lose that game. Speaking of, um, just listening to our conversation here and jotting things down, I think we both have West Virginia with six losses at this point. <laughs> um, uh, I have yeah. to go back do the math, but like, which means this home game against Oklahoma State is extremely interesting because they could not be bowl eligible. They could be playing for bowl eligibility with another week to go, but this is their farewell at home. Um, again, we talked about you push your chips to the middle of the table 
at the start of the season, here you are at the end. There's a whole lot on the line. What happens against the Cowboys? Well, I think a lot of that hinges on who ends up being the quarterback. Uh, last I checked, they were still in the middle of a quarterback battle. Uh, I had been a, under the assumption that uh, Drew Brown from Hawaii would be the guy that would lead that that offense. Uh, he transferred in from Hawaii last year. Um, put up wild numbers out there, but is still in a battle for that starting spot. Now, whoever it is that that wins that job will have Tylen Wallace, who is was my pick. Um, I think I can't remember if I went all out on it, but my pick for Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year in the preseason, he is just an absolute stud to me. I think he's a difference maker. I think he is someone that will give West Virginia a really hard time in that game. I'm not a fan of Mike Gundy for various reasons, and I find it interesting that his new offensive coordinator is already fed up with the media. So I guess he <laughs> hired the right guy. But it seems to me that if you just take away names and you had, I don't know, let's say like Madden or NCAA football skill rankings and their players from this year to the past 10 years, and you were walking into the office to do this podcast and you tripped and fell and you lost the order of the papers they were in and you quickly scrambled to give them together, put them together and give them back to me. No matter what order they're in, it's probably going to be pretty good. They're probably going to have a pretty good quarterback. They're probably going to have talent at wide receiver. They're probably going to have a really good offensive line or a very good offensive line that is, you know, experienced or potential, whatever. There, there are similarities across years. And every time I try to downgrade them, um, they play pretty well. Of course, every time I try to upgrade them, like last year, they play pretty poorly. I don't know how to guess what they're going to do, but the quarterback thing is interesting. There's a senior that could be there. There's a redshirt freshman that could be there. They're very different players, so their offenses can go on very different paths. But, um, again, this is it for West Virginia. This is the kitchen sink game on their schedule, and uh, if they are unplugged and they don't have a bowl game to play for here, I really don't know what to expect. Uh, final game on the road at TCU. TCU is kind of that sleepy team right now. Who knows what they're going to be? Uh, they have about 11 quarterbacks, and they'll figure out which one. I don't know how many are going to be healthy throughout the course of the season to be here. Their defense should be really good. They have some of the top individual talents on defense. Generally, when TCU is good on defense, they're good overall. Um, this is actually my pick to be the the hard charger at the top. Would not be stunned if they ended up number two. Somehow or another, they might be able to win some tiebreakers or whatever, but uh, I think this is an Extremely tough ask for West Virginia at the end of the season. I expect TC to win this one. Yeah, I think um, it was you who said the stat, and I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head, but the bounce back seasons under Gary Patterson during his time at TCU. Um, obviously, they had a, a rough year last year, but every time that they've gone through one of those lulls, they've come back with a vengeance. And I would, considering most of the roster, consider that as is very likely this year. But two things concern me, and one of them you already mentioned, the quarterback. Uh, the old saying, when you got two quarterbacks, you don't have any. When you got five quarterbacks, six quarterbacks, however many they have on on the roster right now, you still don't have any. I, I think one of them, they got to have one of them has got to step up. And right now, so far, by all reports, no one has taken the mantle yet. So they got to clear that up for me to seriously consider them at number two. If they do, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I think they could really just make a run at it. Yeah. I'm, I'm presuming that they're going to have the right quarterback in place. Who knows who it is? We're not even sure if Matthew Baldwin's going to be eligible, but you're right. Uh, Gary Patterson is remarkably elastic. Do a Wikipedia on him. When he doesn't win, he wins big the next season. Uh, we're going to win big in the next podcast. 
I think we spiked the football on this one right here to just go on and uh, call it a day. Um, wrapping up our preseason preview tomorrow with a state of the program conversation, uh, but that will have to wait until another time. So signing off here, I am Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We will talk to you next time. Thanks for stopping by.